Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I travel around the United States in my RV, meeting real people who share the same love for racing. If you are into RV life or a fan of racing cars, follow along. I'm here with Eric Prill. And we are in the uh, the mobile command center of Driven to Compete, <laughs> and we are at Ozarks International Raceway for SCCA uh, Race Weekend. And you just got off the track. I did. Tell me a little bit about it. Um, so I didn't race yesterday. It's Sunday here at the Ozarks. I didn't race yesterday. I was actually working start. Um, I'm I'm a steward in training and uh, needed to go and work that specialty. So I went and did that yesterday. And uh, a friend of mine, Roy Lopshire, offered up his GT Lite Toyota uh, Tercel, I believe it is, um, to drive today. He drove it yesterday. And uh, I jumped at the chance because I think it's a cool little car. And uh, just, got, just got about four laps in in a 15-minute qualifying session and uh, uh, had a great time. This car sticks like glue. So t tell me um, a little bit about the class. Um, that Do you know how many people were in the class? How many people were even on the track? Because <clears throat> I think our run group has about 19 cars in it okay. uh, this weekend. I think it's one of the larger run groups. Yeah. It's a smaller event. But uh, uh, this class, GT Lite, is the smallest of the GT category uh, classes. It's, it's a tube frame car, um, all custom suspension. It's got uh, front splitter, rear wing. Um, it's a little four-cylinder engine that, that breathes through a single inlet restrictor to help balance the performance of these engines. Um, but this car has a sequential uh, five-speed gearbox in it, so um, it's real race car. Uh, yeah. It's a little real race car, but it's real race car. So they're neat cars, and um, I believe there's only, there's only one other car in the class uh, this weekend. Yeah, but, but you told me something earlier, which was pretty interesting, that track record for that class used to be the track record uh, exists, and it can only be set during a race. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think it's a 250. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've only been here once before, so uh, not a lot of, of people have raced here. But that was by uh, Peter Zeckert, who's a past national champion. I, in the I, class. I know. I've interviewed Peter actually because okay, yeah. he, at least temporarily, has switched to B spec. That he has. So he yeah. was doing B spec uh, yesterday and today. So. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, 250 uh, is, was the mark that Peter set last year, and uh, I think I ran a high 247 this morning in qualifying. So, <laughs> That's awesome. so things are looking good. Yeah, that is that is fantastic. Um, so, tell me a little bit about the 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 to Stewart and training thing. What does it mean to work the start? So, uh, <clears throat> I've been racing for about 
well, last year was, was my 30th anniversary from the first time I, I went oh, to driver wow. school. Wow. So I've been racing for a long time and uh, was ready to take a step back. And, and I, I call myself semi-retired and people are joking. I sold my race car at the end of last year. and, and uh, But this is the second weekend I'm racing this year. Um, <laughs> I, I, I raced a spec racer at Hallett earlier this year. And, and now here I am um, in my friend Roy's car. But... Uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to still be able to come to weekends, um, but not spend as much time between the weekends working on my race car. Yep. Uh, it, it takes a lot of time. Um, it, it's a lot of time away from family. Mm -hmm. It costs a lot of money. So uh, I wanted to, to see if I could help out in other ways. So um, our division, the Midwest division, um, needs more workers, needs more stewards. Stewards kind of oversee the program. Um, it fits well with what I do uh, in, in, in uh, real life for my day job. So it was, it was just a good exercise for me to go through the process of becoming a steward. So a steward in training, you go around and you work different parts of the event operations. And you gain the experience doing that. And um, while I had done many of the specialties before, uh, start the start stand was not something that I had done previous to yesterday. So um, that's it's it's a lot like a corner station, but it's it's a, kind of a super corner station because you're the ones in charge of getting the race going and starting the, the event and then obviously finishing it with the checkered flag. Yeah. So uh, it was a cool experience. Uh, met some really neat people up there, some people that I had known previously, but got to know them a little bit better, and um, we had a good day. Have you ever done that before? No, I, I did it uh, maybe 25 years ago. I was asked to, um, to just kind of stand in where they, where they needed a warm body, um, and I wasn't really sure what I was doing back then. And um, I had somebody who said, you, just, you just, just wave the flag that I tell you to wave back then. <laughs> um, there's a little bit more to it if you're going to do it and do a good job with it. So I studied up on it, and, uh, and I've been around it a lot more now. But, uh, yeah, so it was a good time. It was cool. Now, what's that on the side of your hat? It says national champion. So, t I mean, maybe more than once, maybe not. I don't know. Tell me a little bit about your experience in SCCA runoffs. So I, um, I started out racing. I'm an I'm an I'm a second generation SCCA uh, uh, racer. I I was a track brat, I guess you would call me. I was running around when I was a kid. My dad raced. Um, at some point, he had to stop racing, and I inherited his car. Um, so I got to race for a while with that. Built my own car about. 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago, Mazda Miata, mm -hmm. um, uh, had some really great mentors of, of how to do things right with building a race car. Um, my, my dad was a great mentor of how to do things with very little because he always ran on a shoestring budget and never really had national champion aspirations. And so I kind of grew up in that, that, that racing was just fun. You just came out and you did it mm -hmm. and it was a good time. Um, but the competitive juices get going. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I met some people who, who could help me along the way in, uh, in find the right ways to make a fast car, to get yourself faster um, on whatever budget you can pull together. Yep. And uh, yeah, I had a pretty successful run um, with my Miata. I was able to win three championships, including the national championship last year. Wow. Um, uh, did uh, had a had a John Elway moment, uh, and in the interview after the race, promptly said that I was done driving the car and I was done racing at the runoffs. Um, so it was a it was a special way to wrap it up, um, kind of a fairy tale ending. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not done racing. I 
I said, I don't think amateur racers ever retire from yeah. racing. Yeah. Uh, we just take breaks. And uh, so I think I'm kind of in a break of, of being really serious about it. Uh, I've got a 12-year-old son that has a lot of activities that I want to make sure I'm around for. Um, and was missing out on some of that uh, yeah. last year, last couple of years. So uh, time to take step away from that. But um, nice to be able to come out to a race that's not too far from home. Um, get in the car. This I love this racetrack. It's amazing. Um, so to be able to get back on track this year was cool. Now you said 30 years, but you look pretty young. So when did you start? I did my first driver school. I think I was 19. Okay. So I just turned 50 this year. Um, and uh, but again, you know, grew up in the club. I'll, I'm a, I think I'm a 38 year member. I think you get when you get to a certain age in SCCA, you quote how many years you've been a member. So yeah. I think I've been around long enough that that I'm that I'm in that category. So I'll quote oh. that. But uh, but grew up, um, you know, just at the tr at the track as a 12 year old. I think I became a member. <clears throat> was working in timing and scoring um, while my dad was racing and my mom was was working registration. And then when I got a little older, I was able to help my dad work on his car. And, Yep. learned a lot about that before I took over the driving duties. So for most of the racing you've done, especially after you've built your own car, it was a spec Miata? It was a F production Miata. F production Miata, yes. okay, yeah. all right, cool. Um, and that was the class that you, that you raced in, right? Um, so did you do anything before, like you go with carts or anything like that, or just straight into cars? No, straight into cars. Um, <clears throat> I always wanted to race go-karts, um, and as my dad, I think, uh, I didn't push it real hard because I knew, I, I pretty much knew what the family finances were like, and it was yeah. like, I could really push and say I want to go race go-karts, or where we, where I grew up in, in Michigan, um, they had a quarter midget track right there at Waterford Hills, which was our local track where I grew up, and uh, maybe we would have done that uh, had we lived there longer uh, and not moved away, or... But I think that my dad would have had to kind of step away from his racing to right. be able to. And, and, I, and I understand that now. You know, with my son, my son has said, Dad, I want to I wanna race. And, but, my, but my son also is into like 10 other things sure. as well. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, if you want to race, it's a commitment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me to do my five weekends that I did, do, typically do each year uh, of racing, it's about a 20 weekend commitment with working on the car and getting it prepped and having yeah. the trailer ready and the <clears throat> home ready and all that. Um, so, I, you know, I shared with my son, you know, if that's really what you want to do, if you want to commit to that, then we can do that. Um, it's going to take a shift from me to, to step away from it. And then I was already ready, uh, thinking about doing that anyway. But uh, so never really got into carts or anything like that when I was young. Yeah. Um, and when I got the opportunity to drive my dad's car, which was, to me, it was a, it was an old Lotus Super 7, which is kind of a cool old British car. And he raced it since 1972. So I viewed that car as my older brother. Uh, he was a family member. And then I finally got to drive it uh, after I graduated from high school. I think I was a year, year out of high school, uh, was able to take it through driver school. Um, and that, that started my career. Oh man! So you you mentioned you're 50. You don't look 50. Um, oh, you're 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 like retired, and I'm 51, and I didn't start till I was 49. So it's uh, you know I'm I'm like I'm just gonna get started, and you're retiring, but you you you've got an amazing story with uh, the national championships, and you've been 38 years in the SCCA. So you know uh, there's a racer um, named Dan Carmichael. 
Okay. And Dan Carmichael was a fighter pilot in World War II. And he found SCCA racing when he was 47 years old. And he went on to win. He is, he is our oldest national champion in the club. He won at 78. All right, I got, I I've, I've got it. Yeah. See, I've got, I've got some time. You've got, yeah. and you, and you got a goal, you know, right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, that's mean, right. You know. Maybe I can do it at seventy-nine. Maybe so. <laughs> and seventy-seven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. I rate B spec mm -hmm. with Chris Taylor. Um, I'm a Riva drive though, so I don't have the time, or I don't want to also make the time for the huge commitment to work on the cars in between the races, the hauling, the, yeah. just the everything, you know. Um, um, so I like, I like that style of racing for myself. Actually, that's the only option for me because I, I just, I don't know enough about cars and um, I don't really have the time to, to figure all that stuff out, so. Well, that's, I think that's what's great about SCCA is there are these different opportunities. If you're a tinkerer, if you really like to play with cars, mm -hmm. There are classes and there are opportunities for you to do it all yourself, or you can go the team aspect and you can, you know, just be a, just be that part of the team. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some teams, my team, I was, you know, I was the chief mechanic, the engineer, the hospitality chef, the <laughs> the truck driver, yeah. you know, the logistics guy. <clears throat> um, but uh, and and that's tough. It's tough, and and um, sometimes when you're doing it that way. You're burning the midnight oil right up until you leave. You're frustrated. Yeah. Sometimes something it just doesn't come together. You miss a race. Um, it's great to have teams out there at all levels, you know, because you know you could have a, a GT1 car that's, you know, the rental price is is, is something that you know is probably is certainly going to be out of my budget, or a, a B spec car. And I rented a, a spec racer earlier this year from the from the guys down at Hallett and. Um, that was a really cool experience. I felt a little bored. I, you know, I felt like Ricky Bobby being interviewed. I, I didn't really know what to do with my hands in between the <laughs> sessions. Um, and, and we ended up going around and finding people who were working on their cars and, and just uh, diving in and helping them out too, just because that's, that's what I was accustomed to doing at yeah. the track. But, uh, but now I see you, when you go to the track, you, uh, you talk to your fellow racers. Yes. So that's cool too. Yeah, I know, that's, that's awesome. I've met so many people I would have never met Right, just in my little my little fife dumb doing the B spec and hang out with those guys and um, I've I've gotten to meet so many people also you know people from the SCCA the organization itself um, and then I'm also trying to get out to other racing organizations as well I'm going to SRO races WRL races uh, BMW CCA races um, but you know I, I know more people in SCCA and since I've raced with it so. Well, the racing community is is broad, and, and no matter what organization you're racing with, you find very similar people with, and everybody's got a cool story of how they got into it. Um, they're all different, um, having grown up in this organization forever, and then and then now having worked for the organization for over 25 years. Um, I see, you know, just the effort that goes behind putting events on, and just the people that are here, all the volunteers that just put their time in to because they want to see people enjoy going out and racing cars yeah. and they want to be a part of that and it's just it's such a special organization such a special thing to be a part of what do you think the biggest challenge is for the SCCA right now um, 
the biggest challenge is probably time. Uh, time for people to commit to doing this. I think that there are so many options for people and their families to do, to be a part of a um, variety of different activities. People are very diverse in the activities they like to do now. Used to be, you know, when I was growing up, I, um, I grew up in northern Ohio, and, and we had friends that had boats and went on Lake Erie. And that's what they did. That's, that's the that's life. That's all they did. Yep. And <coughs> we had a race car. We didn't go to Lake Erie very often. You know, every once in a while we'd go on a friend's boat or something like that, and every once in a while maybe they would come to a race. But it was really specific with, what, with, with the activities. And now um, there's just so many different things to do, and uh, all these different activities are fighting for, for everyone's time. Yeah. Um, and it's not just the commitment to, am I going to go racing this weekend? It's, it's tough to go racing for an entire weekend. Because especially when you've got families and kids doing yeah. things, and um, and it, the interesting thing is in the in the participation demographic that we see with SCCA, there's a there's a period of time where people are a little bit younger and they get their first taste of it, but then there's a gap of people in their 30s, basically when they've most people are starting to raise families and do things like that. And they dip out of the club, and then participation comes back in in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. Um, and it's just, um, it is a family, reasonably family-friendly sport. Um, but some of our, <clears throat> as people have pointed out to us, some of our, our uh, biggest events, like the, the national championship runoffs that happens in September, it's really hard for a family to come to that because yeah. kids are back in school. And, yeah. Um, so it's time away from that. Um, so, yeah, I think it, 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 it's time. I mean, there's always... There's always money and supply chains and, and uh, regulations and safety things, but um, ultimately, when you're not just looking at road racing or autocross or time trials or rally, it's just time. It's people's time. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite tracks? <clears throat> Interestingly, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm I'm a person that has never. Uh, been a that's my favorite movie that's my favorite song that's my favorite artist that's my favorite food I'll, I have a list of five or ten and maybe it's just my indecisiveness I can't pick one after I drove here last year and I've driven a lot of tracks all over the country um, whether I've raced at them or I've, I've traveled for work and mm -hmm. been there and gotten a chance to go around them this is my favorite racetrack awesome um, it's definitely the fa favorite to drive I have not been involved in a really heated race here so it'd be interesting to see how it would race but as far as sh just pure driving pleasure um this is my favorite awesome yeah i think not enough people have really given it a chance and then some of the people who've come probably haven't given it as much respect as it needs to really learn it you have to respect this track yeah you absolutely do and um, when we came here last year for the first time uh, the track management was really cool. They let everybody go out in their streetcars really frequently throughout the weekend just and do a lead follow and um, they would lead everybody around and um, it wasn't hot laps by any yeah. by any means, but it just it gave you an opportunity to see these corners and there's so many blind things and when you're climbing a hill and it's blind and you can't remember if it turns left <laughs> or right and they put signs it's pretty cool they put signs uh, at the tops of some of the hills to remind you that it's a uh, you're going to turn right up here uh, to set up for that. 
but that really helped out a lot. And I learned tracks pretty quickly. Um, I uh, dabbled a little bit in autocross, and I think that that, that really does help. Mm-hmm. Um, but after like two sessions, I was still shaking after I'd get out of the car because it was just, it was nerve wracking, but then the nerves settle and you realize just how cool it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. What about, um, the most memorable race you have? Would it, would it be that last one, the national championship or maybe something else? Um, my three national championship races were all special in their own, in their own way. I had been, I think I had, had four six podium finishes at the runoffs before I got my first win. Okay. And I was like the perennial bridesmaid. I'd been f- fourth or second four times <laughs> and all within like an eight year span. And when I finally got the win at Indianapolis and it was the first year the runoffs were at Indy, yeah. and it was just, it was, that was super special. Yeah. It was not the most competitive race for me like everything just kind of came together and mm-hmm. I um I didn't have a lot of passing and repassing so so that was probably from a from a feels standpoint that was that was the most special one um I had a great one at VIR where it was just a back and forth race with Charlie Campbell in 2019 um that would have been a fun race even if had I finished second um, you know, we both jumped out of the car. It was one of those, you jump out of the car, you go, you hug the guy yeah. before you talk to anybody else because it was awesome. And then last year's was, was really kind of completely unexpected. I'd been on the pole, but the um, the weather turned and it had yeah. rained and we were on hand-grooved slick tires and it just, there was no grip and I was, I had slid off the track early in the race and, but by the end of the race, the, the, track had kind of come to me and what what i had put together which was dumb luck yeah. <laughs> um, and i was able to pass for the lead uh, on the last lap and, and wow. take the win so and knowing that that was going to be my last race so um it's tough to to pick a favorite so there i go yeah. I, you know once yeah. again i i i don't have a a number one i i maybe i have a one a one b and one c there so you but i was going to ask you i think you answered it going into that last race you knew it was your last race I was pretty confident that it was. Yeah. Um, I there was going to have to be something that really changed my mind. Um, racing at the runoffs for me, um, my day job is that I'm in charge of the racing program at at the SCCA. So um, my team and I are responsible for the time that everybody has at the runoffs. Yeah. Right. Like we set the stage for everybody there. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. It is the biggest part of my job that I do every year. And I've been able to try and compartmentalize that and hop in the car for 30 minutes and then get out of the car, go put my work clothes back on and go back to work. Um, and that just, I didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, I think I did a reasonable job of keeping them separate and, and not letting anything uh, fall behind and I definitely prioritized work because that that you know um, I owe that to everybody else that was that was my priority Um, so it was there were a number of reasons of why it should have been my last race and win lose or draw I think it probably would have been but um, you know there was always that that in the back of my head it was like don't make the decision until you have to make the decision (laughs) 
Yeah. And uh, and yeah, on that cooled out lap, I was like, yeah, this, that's this is the right time. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I, um, the you mentioned the the indie race and how special it was and because it was indie. Yeah. Um, I got lucky. That was my first year, and you know there was sixty B spec racers out there, sixty one. So uh, that was pretty special. But the thing was, because I had just started, it, it, it didn't hit me like it hit everybody else who'd been waiting, you know, for a long, long time to race at Indy. So um, it, was, it was still really awesome for me, but I talked to a lot of people, and that particular race weekend was, was a really big deal. You know, when people like us, amateur racers, who are just doing this because we love it, get a chance to go to some place that for the longest time and I know they've opened it up and they've had some other events there but for the longest time was you know when I was growing up when we were growing up it was just the Indy 500 mm -hmm. and then they brought the the Brickyard 400 in for the NASCAR race and then they've had brought some other races in and now there have been opportunities for non-professional drivers to go out and, and do things with the vintage uh, race that they have but for for SCCA's championship race, you know, the biggest event that we have every year as a club, not just as a program, <clears throat> for it to be at the world's most famous racetrack. I mean, it is, um, I, I, I've told the story before that when I first drove in there, when um, I was part of a team that went to talk to, and this was years and years ago, 2009, we went and talked to Tony George, who was still there uh, in charge of the Speedway and uh, Tony had some SCCA ties. Uh, so we got a, a meeting with him and uh, to talk about maybe having the runoffs there someday. And I was concerned that it wouldn't go off very well. That um This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You know, maybe if we went there, our, our members are very opinionated about things and maybe they would have strong opinions about what is the greatest racetrack in the world and you know whether you love the layout or not um it the place is yeah. the place yeah and um so i didn't really think that it was going to go anywhere and then we drove through the tunnel and popped out of the tunnel and saw the uh the museum there and my heart just started pounding and i remember i i turned to my coworkers that were in the car with me and, and i said I think we need to race here. <laughs> I think we need to do that. If the, whatever we can do to make this happen, and it took, um, we didn't get there until eight years later. Yeah, you know, seventeen was the first time, and then we went back in twenty-one. But, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, special place, and and uh, you know maybe we'll go back sometime again in the future. Yeah, I don't envy your role for uh, the format for the runoffs, the biggest event. I know there was recently uh, uh, either a town hall or voting opportunity for people to talk about potentially um, updating the format of that and I know we I think we ended up staying with the same format so yeah, you're squarely in the middle of all that and and you are correct people are pretty opinionated in yeah. the group and, and and I am as well yeah. you know I, I'm I'm part of the community I'm part of the racing community I have an opinion I 
and we don't always do what my opinion is. Well, we can't it's, make you can't make everybody happy. Right, and way. and we've got you know we've got um, uh, the way that we're structured. There is no single person that that can make this call. It's a it's a it's a group kind of a group mind situation. We definitely wanted to get the opinions of the community on, and we threw out a couple of scenarios that may or may not have been the right way to go but it got people talking mm -hmm. about it and it has uh, and out of that we'll be able to ask some more questions um, to get some more feedback um, interestingly enough when you give when you give people three different scenarios uh, and they vote on it it's it's like a third a third a third yeah, so yeah. so in the end um, you know you you have to take that information but then you have to analyze that along with a yes. lot of other factors and a lot of other data and, and um, you know, determine what the best path forward is. Um, I think everybody agrees that uh, the length of the event, would we'd like it to be shorter. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, there's probably not a great way to do it the way that we're formatted right now with all the classes. Um, but we'll, we've, we'll have some more surveys coming and some questions coming just to, just to see how we can think rethink this uh in the future uh we want to make sure that this event continues to be the biggest um brand in the club i know it's not the most important thing for everybody and that's totally cool mm -hmm. because there are people that are like i'm never going to go and race at the runoff so i don't care what you guys do with it and that makes all the sense in the world but it's our most visible yeah. um, time of the year and um and it is a championship, and the SCCA championship means something. It really does. And as someone that fought for it for 16 years um, and, and was close for, for so many of those years to finally get it, like I, I understand what it, you know, the importance of that and when someone can win it or when, they, or when they can stand on the podium for the first time or when they can get their first top ten or when they get called into impound for the first time yeah. because they've made the top six <coughs> or whatever. Yep. It's those are all stages, or, or getting getting the invitation to go to the runoff for the mm -hmm. first time, and being in that field of B spec cars where there's 50 or 60 other drivers yeah. out there, and you're all in the same class, and you don't you don't get that at, at any no, of the, our other not races. E not even close. So yeah, that's something else. Well, thank you so much for yeah, your time. No, I, I want to thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode, and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like. But I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag.